You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 125 of the Pemcron Warhammer Podcast. And we have some things to discuss today. We are going to be talking with Just James about the new stupid-ass knob they put out as a commemorative model with the grot. I forget his name, it's stupid, you'll, you'll listen to it. And the want that or want that not, we also get a letter from Frank and he's asking about whether or not I think they will phase out the, pri- uh, the firstborn models and just replace them with Primaris. And we also have a real talk with Just James, and we are discussing Monopose figures, and whether or not that is hurting the hobby, and killing kit bashers, or is it vindictive against uh, bit sellers? We'll see what we decide on that, and uh, whether or not Just James likes them, or I like them, or whatever. So we have Just James back, the triumphant return of Just James, and uh, we have him on two segments tonight. What have I been up to? Well, I played my Sylvaneth for the fourth time. I think it's the fourth time ever. And um, I teamed up with just James and his daughter Zucane, and we got our ass handed to us, tabled on turn four by a bunch of um, whatever the ogres are called, the ogre mall tribes, but I can't think. Thundertusk, uh, whatever they're called. Those guys. Got our ass handed to us. Um, we just could not do anything. Now, the good news is I do feel like I'm using my Sylvaneth much, much better. We were able to... He beat us like, I'm going to say 22 to 14 or something. We were able to get plenty of points, um, thanks to my usage of Sylvaneth. But I I just don't think that what I took was super... I mean, what he took was practically a tournament list. He even admitted that you know his list was pretty powerful. And um, we just really, with, with James's daughter, Zucane, and my Sylvaneth, we really just couldn't do much to all of his Ogre Mall tribe guys. So we did kill some of them. My um, Tree Lord Ancient certainly put a hurting on them. But that's, in the end, we just fell. Um, I also played um, 40k with Just James later this week. And we played 40k, and I was Orcs, and he played Chaos Space Marines. And uh, I was playing my new Savage Orcs. I'm taking Snakebite Snake Bite Clan. And that was a ton of fun. Got to play with all my new models that I painted months ago. And uh, I barely beat him. I forget what I beat him by. But um, we played one of the missions where there's four quarters and there's four objectives. And you can, like, suck power out of them or whatever. I don't know. But uh, I barely beat him, but I did beat him, and I ultimately tabled him, but I had like four models on the board, so we <laughs> we basically tabled each other, which was fun. And, uh, you know, I took ten Mega Knobs, which is a good portion of the army I have painted for my Savage Orcs, and um, my Mega Knobs did very well, ten Mega Knobs. My Six Up Feel No Pain for the Snake Bite really came in handy. Um, one of the times he did um, two damage to me, and I rolled double sixes. And he did two more damage, and I rolled double sixes. I mean, five seconds apart. Double sixes, double sixes. It was amazing. And um, I ended up with one Mega Knob at the end of the game, I think. I might have had two, but they were they were seriously hurt out of ten. And um, what else? That's about all I've been up to. I've been writing a bunch of short stories. I'm hoping to do an anthology for my Brutality book. And um, do, do whole, you know, Tales from the Brutal Realm or whatever. And uh, I've really been enjoying doing that. I've also been finishing up my Star Trek models. I'm almost done all the casts from all the shows. 
and now I'm buying like Klingons and Ferengi and Cardassians and all those from Heraclix and repainting them to make warbands. So all of these models are built to be brutality warbands. And um, like I've said mentioned before, my my buddy TJ uh, resin printed me a uh, shuttlecraft and a shuttlecraft Goddard, and it is really exciting because it's actually to scale. So I can do brutality, not set in brutality, but just use brutality as like a generic um, game system. And I can play missions with all of my favorite characters. And that's really exciting. So it was also interesting trying to model each model the way I'm going to have them. Like Riker is a melee, Archer's a melee, Cisco's a melee, but then have like um, Janeway is a fast and Picard is a support because he'd like be issuing orders and things like that. Um, very nice. Worf is a melee, Data's ranged, Kira and Odo are both ranged, stuff like that. Um, so that's been really fun for me. And I started playing Blood Bowl 2 on Steam, which uh, I haven't played Blood Bowl in a long time, but we have some local guys that want to start a uh, league, and I'm not positive I'll participate, but I'd be pretty easily drawn in there, because I used to be in a league years ago, and I have some old teams and things like that already painted up, so I would like to get out, bust out my old metal um, Kemri models and all that, my mummies and whatnot, so I'm excited about that. Other than that, um, I think that's about it for me. I don't know what else I've been doing. I've been painting some more Sylvanath, that's for sure. Painted a lot of Sylvanath with the contrast paints. So I'm up to 20 20 tree revenants and 10 spite revenants and 30 painted dryads and uh, nearly 6 bow Kurnoth hunters and... Mm, stuff like that. I'm almost done. I- I've got a bunch bunch painted, but like I said in the last um, Tesseract mailbox, the contrast paints work amazing for Sylvanath, and uh, I guess that's about it. So, I will let you go. Let's get on to the first segment of this show. Oh, by the way, we're brought to you by all of my extremely, extremely attractive Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for all your support. And GameMat.eu, our buddies over in the, uh, I think they're in the Czech Republic, I think. And uh, they do pre-painted terrain and game mats. So they also have just sent out something saying that they're going to start selling STL files for 3D printers. And they're starting to make their own miniatures, which I'm very excited about. So um, I don't own a printer, but, you know, I I have friends that have printers, so... (laughs) So please keep in mind, if you're going to make an order from them to use the code EVENT10 so they know it came from us and that we, our listeners, support them as a company because they support the show. That's how that works. And they're also a great company. All right, let's go on the first segment. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. On the Tesseract mailbox for tonight, we have a letter from... Frank. It's a short one. He writes, Pimps! Been a long-time lurker of the show. Maybe I missed an episode right here or there, but listened from the beginning. Have you ever talked about the Primaris or Firstborn issue of them replacing Firstborn? I feel like it is definitely going to happen. They are just taking their time. I'll take your answer on the air, Frank. Well, thank you, Frank, for writing in. I appreciate it. This was facebook.com slash pimpcron. You can also reach me at pimpcron at gmail.com. 
And um, I don't know if we've like specifically talked about it, but I truly do feel in my gut that they will be replacing Firstborn. The Space Marine line is so bloated. There are so, so many models in the Space Marine line. And there was some question at first when Primaris first came out that um, that maybe Primaris was just going to be like a special thing and the bikers were still going to be Trueborn or Firstborn and the you know, jump pack dudes were first born and all that, but now they're slowly starting to replace things. They've replaced the Dreadnought with the Redemptor, essentially, and they've even got the new Dreadnought. They're replacing the Land Raider with the Impulsor and all the variants of that. They're even replacing the Rhino with the whatever that's called, the Camaro-looking uh, thing. And um, they're also replacing Scouts with the Incursors or whatever they're called, and they're they're slowly replacing everything. Now they've got the bikers, the new Primaris bikers, and I 100% believe, and I've said this from the beginning, that they're slowly phasing out the Firstborn. Now they might end up moving to Legends or something, and maybe they say you can still use them, but I really, from a business standpoint, it would make sense for them to slowly get us acclimated to the Primaris stuff, and then slowly just do away with the Trueborn. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like they, they have cut out some Trueborn units, mostly characters. But I am pretty sure there's been at least one or two units that are no longer available. Can't think of them off the top of my head. Um, but I, I, I completely agree with you, Frank. I really do think that's going to happen. Anybody that thinks it's not going to, why would they introduce Primaris and also keep Trueborn in the long run? Or Firstborn. Keep calling them Trueborn. Firstborn in the long run, that doesn't make any sense because, like I said, the model range is already bloated and they want to sell new models. So if everybody and their brother owns Space Marines, you know there's some bloat to that. The economy or the secondary market or whatever, the world is full of Firstborn Marines. So in order to increase sales of Space Marines, you need to make a new type of Marine called a Primaris Marine and then you slowly phase them out over time. So I would be shocked, truly shocked, that in the next five to ten years, if Firstborn Marines still exist, like as a playable faction in the Codex, I would be very, very surprised. Um, I would say as soon as in five years, you won't be seeing them. But that might be wrong. I don't know what their timetable for that is. Maybe ten years. But um, And the Primaris, I think they're perfectly serviceable. I like their models. I like their new units. I don't really see any reason not to phase out the Firstborn. Um, I certainly have. I've gotten rid of all of my Firstborn Marines that I had, and I'm just playing Primaris now, although I'm not playing them at all since the new book came out, because I feel like they're kind of cheesy. But thank you, Frank, for listening all these years to the... I can actually say that now. For the two years the the podcast has been around, and I do appreciate you writing in. Um, don't be a stranger, because you know, I, I need letters. I had no letters until you wrote. And now I think I'm back down to zero again. I might have one in the email, but the point is, um, please make sure you write me at facebook.com slash pimpcron or pimpcron at gmail.com. And, um, once again, I have no reason to believe that they're not going to eventually phase out firstborn. That would just make logical sense. So that's it for the Tesseract mailbox. Want that or want that not? Hey y'all, in this one that or one that not, Pimpcron and Just James discuss the new release of an old model called Gorzag, Gitstampa, and Nicket. So can you 
give us a, a quick description of exactly what the hell we're talking about. Uh, it's an orc with a hat, <laughs> a pistol, and a dagger with a little grot guy carrying a bag with a hat that matches the orc. Uh, okay. Can you, I mean, what is, what is unique about this model? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I mean, I see this model and I'm inspired. Uh, he's, he's standing there and he's holding a gun. Orcs don't usually hold guns. He's holding a knife. Orcs are not known to be violent. And he's got a friend. And orcs are usually solitary. They're usually not in mobs or anything like that. So this is a really unique model. I would pay, God, $80? I think I'd pay... I probably would not... I draw the line at about $110 for this model. What about you? It's up there, yeah. I'd Probably $80, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, I, it's, so, it's so unique. It's very unique. This is the epitome of orkiness. Um, so let's read the description here. It, I'm going to ignore all the bullshit orc language in the, in the beginning of it because it's just stupid. Grab these commemorative seasonal miniatures. Gorzag is based on a model that was available for Games Day 1998 that was itself based on the old box art from the classic game Gorka Morka. This glorious, glorious update reimagines the model in plastic and brings along a grot ammo runt, Nicket. These can be added to any orc army as an orc knob and ammo runt, adding some individualization to your collection. What the fuck? <laughs> this, this thing is 35 fucking dollars for a very meh looking knob and an, a grot with a bag, for Christ's sake. All right, um, please tell me, Mr. James, how much is a five-man squad of knobs normally? Well, first of all, it's Mr. Just James. I'm sorry. Uh, but orc knobs are 34, four, 34 bucks for five knobs and a little Gretchen guy. So $34 for five knobs and a grot. This guy alone is 35 with a grot. Good God, that's so stupid. A commemorative seasonal model. What's hilarious is he doesn't even have anything that says Christmas. Uh, like... He's not, there's nothing that's Christmassy. I could see if maybe he had some, uh... What's Christmas have to do with it? Well, they said seasonal. So, I don't know. I just took it to mean that, oh, it's supposed to be Christmassy, I guess. Well, he's he's from the uh, Gorka Morka, which is, that's racing, right? Yes. Why isn't he in in a car? I have no idea. I have no idea. And it says that he's supposed to be—he's supposed to look like the guy on the the cover of Gorka Morka, but all the all the orcs back then looked like that. James, just James, all the orcs had that fuzzy hat and a pistol and a gun, a pistol and a knife. Have you ever seen a fucking orc that didn't either have a pistol or a knife on him? No, <laughs> I've never seen one. I I just don't. I do not understand this. This and by the way, I just want to point out this was gloriously updated. Glorious. Oh my god, that's stupid. So, I'll I to show GW how mad I am, I'll probably only buy four or five of these. <laughs> Cuz I was going to because this is such a unique model, I was actually going to buy 10 of these for a meager $350. 
because I wanted a very unique mob squad, right? Of knobs. Um, but it's monopose. So there's that. I don't understand it. And you know what? If they gave him, it, it would be completely different if they gave him rules and actually said, look, you can use this in your orc army. He's got rules. Yeah, okay, Just James has brought up the uh, Gorkamorka thing and the, the picture of it. And, yeah, the orc has the same hat and a pistol. He didn't even have a grot. No. There's not even a grot on the cover. What the hell? And there's two other uh, orcs on there, so why aren't they included? I have no idea. No idea at all. It's I just have nothing. I have not a single good thing to say about this. Also, his little tabard thing is red. We're on this uh, the old picture. It's brown. So. Oh wow, that is mm. that's not even authentic. And there's a skull there. Where on the old one, he has a gold belt buckle. See, that's not even throw oh. it in the trash. <laughs> I don't get it. You know how easy it would be to just come with a slip of paper. Literally a slip of paper, just James, that said, oh yeah, this guy's a special dude, and he, uh, something, you know, he allows them to something or other. I mean, that doesn't, nothing's preventing them from doing that. Instead, they have the audacity to charge you 35 fucking dollars for a a knob and an ammo runt. At the same price, you could buy five knobs and an ammo runt. His rules better be super awesome, cool. (laughs) Well, most people hate knobs to begin with, and he is just a regular knob. It would be so easy for them to make him a named character. Remember when they did the Tooth and Claw, or whatever it was, with the orcs and the space wolves, and they came out with a new war boss, and Gut Ripper? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what his name is. Yeah, and he had like that power claw that had shred and re-rolled wounds because it had like a saw blade. Yep. And yeah. This guy literally could have had any special rule to make him worth $35. But they said, no, fuck you, customer. You're not worth that. You're going to buy this knob and this grot, and you're going to pay five times what you should for it, and you are going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is really commemorative seasonal models. I, I still don't understand. There's nothing commemorative or seasonal about this. It's the red, the red and white. That's, oh, okay. It's Christmas colors. If he and was green. honestly, if he was an orc, did didn't they make? No, they they made a Santa grot last year. Yeah, the red gabo. Okay, red gabo. Guess what? He's dressed like Santa Claus. I get it. Yeah. I don't know if he had special rules or not. Uh, yeah, he had some craziness to him. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm fine with that. Matter of fact, if he actually had rules, I might end up looking for him because he was an okay model. And he had, didn't he have like a like uh, crappy little tree with him, Christmas tree? I don't remember that. I, I thought he did on his base or something, like a Charlie Brown style. Maybe. Or he was holding a Christmas he had, tree. He had a bag yeah. full of dynamite or whatever. If he actually had rules, which you said you thought he did? I think he does. I'm pretty sure he does have rules. I haven't okay. looked them up. Well, still. I, I have no idea. There's nothing commemorative about this. And it's a remake of another model, Lottie fucking da. And, yeah. Alright, well, I have nothing good to say about this. Is this a want that or want that not for you, Just James? Want that not. 
Yeah, want that knock completely. Once again, I've said this before, sometimes GW knocks stuff out of the park. I mean, I'm just f completely in love with it. And then they make something like this where I'm like, why? Why are we even wasting our time with this? Oh, well. Thank you for being on, Just James. No problem. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. So today I'm here with Just James, and we wanted to discuss the pros and cons of monopose models versus, what would you call those old ones, multipose models, I guess? Yeah, I think so, multiposes. So what we're discussing here is, um, if you'll recall, anybody that's been playing for more than like the last five years... Uh, GW used to have all of its models with like flat sides where the shoulders are for each or on each side of the torso, and then you could place the arms however you wanted, and it would allow you you to be customizable. And then like the torsos would have the rounded bottom, and the legs would have like a rounded top, so that you could you know hinge them at the hips or whatever, and you really could get quite a bit of range of motion out of these things, but I don't know how long it's been, but basically all of their new models for quite some time, probably at least since the start of 8th edition, but honestly, I think since the start of um, Age of Sigmar. It's been several years they've started doing exclusively monopose models, don't you think? I think it's been since, because the Stormcast are, were monopose from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's been since Age of Sigmar. Which is what, four years? Yeah, yeah, four years. So, and, and since then, I don't think they've done any multi-pose. Multi I can't think of any new sets. What about the new Tac Marine squads and things? Remember, they re-released those and they were new models. I wonder if they... I never bought one of those new boxes. I haven't either. I, I don't know. It seems... I, th I think they might be the old style. Okay. I think they may have just modeled it the same way. It was just in a new package. Okay. Well, the problem I have... My main problem with the monopose is the fact that if you get multiple models, then they all look the same. And it's like, you had your, uh, what were you, we were playing the other day, and you had your guy that was in the Land Raider, the Chaos character holding the thing up. Oh, uh, the Dark dark Apostle. Okay, the Dark Apostle, he's monopose, I guarantee it, right? Yeah, all this new stuff is pretty much monopose. Okay, so that, so right there, if you've got two or three Dark Apostles, they look exactly the same like like to the t the same pose everything and that really bothers me that doesn't bother you at all it doesn't really bother me that much i mean i swapped his head oh that, you did yeah that head that's on now it's not the right head okay so i guess that would i guess that could make a really big difference um or if you swapped out weapons cut their hands off or whatever um if you wanted to make him something else or i don't even know if dark apostles have weapon options i'm assuming they probably do no they don't Oh, okay. Well, um, it uh, it just bothers me, and I first noticed it with my Age of Sigmar stuff. Is that oh, you buy a box of let's say, you know, um, especially especially the easy build stuff because they give you three very distinct models. Like one of them's a, you ever notice that my Retribute squad Retributor squad out of ten guys has like four sergeants. Oh yeah, yeah, I've, and it's because that that easy build they only gave you I think three retributors in the starter set, but they come in squads of five. So then you need to buy like one of the easy build sets to then have six, and you can only use five of them. But then you've got two sergeants in a group of five, and then if you do that 
two more times, you got four sergeants in a group of ten. <laughs> and uh, it's it's kind of irritated. But it bothers me when you've got multiple... It, it, it really goes back a lot farther than that, because there used to be the days when you would have... I mean, this is a little before our time, but when they used to sell those blister packs of the metal models, they would have, like, four poses or something... And if you look at those old pictures of the armies, it was like the same four poses over and over and over again. Now, customizing metal models is a lot harder, cutting off arms and things like that. So you kind of don't blame them for like, oh, well, your army looks like the same four dudes copy and pasted. But nowadays with plastic models, it's it shouldn't be an issue that we're dealing with, in my opinion. I feel like they could very, very easily give you some joints. If they want to make the torso and legs together, fine. You put one leg up, one leg down, whatever, running pose, whatever you want. But I feel like they could basically make any of one of those like a concave, you know, like a half circle dug out into their torso and the arms have a half circle sticking out. And you'd be able to just position them however you want. What, what if you want them positioned in a different way? You don't have that option anymore unless you do some serious kit bashing. You gotta cut the arm off and hopefully you don't fuck it up. And then you gotta green stuff it. Or I don't see how it makes their life that much harder. But it would make making your army a lot more unique much, much easier. What do you think about that? I don't understand it either. I mean, they could make, uh, like you were saying, different parts and all that. The monopose is nice. You can just slap it together yeah. for a quick thing. But if you want to customize it, uh, they should have all those different parts. They already have to cut the models up to put them on the sprue anyway. So I don't... I don't... I feel like it's slight laziness, but then I also wonder if the majority of the players just don't care. They don't care that it's monopose. No, they don't. They don't care. So I guess it's just me <laughs> that's, that's being nitpicky. But and then you got then you've got models that are not only monopose, but there's only one single model. What about uh, don't you own more than one fiend for Dark Eldar? Uh, yeah, I have all I have nine of them. Nine fiends? Yeah. Good God, I did not know you owned that many. Uh, well, that's the um, it's the box set that came out with the Slanesh, Slanesh and Corn. Uh, I had like two boxes of that, and then another Slanesh. Oh no no! I'm talking about for Dark Eldar. What are the the, the Claude Fiend? The oh. Claude Fiend. Yeah, yeah. That's only the only change I did was the tail. What's the what change did you do that? Uh, they're all different, facing different directions. That's <laughs> the only that's the only customization I could do. Are they still resin? Uh, yes. Yeah. So so there you go. You've got a model that is not only monopose, but you also only have one model of it they've ever made. So it's not like it was a squad. Or something like that. I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way. When when there's nothing I hate more. Well, actually, there's a lot of things I hate more. But figuratively, there's nothing I hate more than seeing a, a group of my ten guys and three or four of them have the exact same pose. That really bothers me. But I guess, like you said, there's a really easy way around that. It's just head swapping. If you have extra heads from something else, give these guys. They might be the same exact pose, but if they've got a different helmet or they're helmetless or whatever, that is a good quick way to customize my guess. Yes, that is true. So, you say it doesn't bother you at all. 
what if you had three of your dark apostles right next to each other? That doesn't get under your skin at all, being the exact same model. No, because you can also paint them differently. Hmm, I guess. And I guess they have little trinkets and things that you can cut off them. Like, I think the Dark Apostle has, like, ribbons and stuff. So if you cut the ribbons off one, or you cut the left one off one and the right one off another. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, what about things like, okay, the Dark Apostle is just a dude. And he's in a certain pose, but, you know, whatever, he's just a dude. He could be mixed up among the other dudes, and it's it's not super noticeable. What about that damn Hellbert? We went, now I know they have a, a kit now, but for the longest time, there was just that monopose Hellbird from the Dark Vengeance set. And it was clearly, I mean, it sticks out like a store, sore thumb that you have seven of your Hellbirds that are exactly the same pose. Yeah, it was, it's annoying. It, I mean, it, the new one is still the same. It's just different weapon weapon options. Yeah, yeah, the the new one, yeah, I ha- I own the new one with my new Chaos. And he's just kind of standing there. You can change his arms, but the problem with that model is that they, um, number one, the arms fit together against the torso in a very particular way because of all the hoses and all the fleshy bits. So you, once again, you can't, you can't put the arm up or out or however you want. It has to be a very specific position on the thing where that would have been super easy. Put some ring around his shoulder or something that would make it really easy for you to position it however you wanted, you know? And, um, but this one actually, in a way, if you're just talking about one Hellbert, the real Hellbert kit now is more boring than the original Dark Vengeance kit because the Dark Vengeance kit did have some motion to it. He was like, with his arm up and all that. And then he was just sitting there all derpy and he's, yeah. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I really like the Dark Vengeance one. I wish they had the different options for that. Yeah. Instead of the sit there with his arms. I mean, looking like a regular Dreadnought. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess you can't blame him for. But okay, we're still running into the that same exact issue with my, uh, oh, Korgrath. My Blades of Corn Korgrath. They've got their one hand up and their one hand out, and they are the exact same fucking pose, and I own eight of those things. <laughs> yeah, I have five or six as well. Yeah. Now, that gets really irritating, because you can have... I mean, you can't have a squad of Dreadnoughts. If you take more than one Dreadnought, so be it, whatever. But you can't have squads of Dreadnoughts. I actually bring a squad of Korgoraths, and then you've got, like, this this school of Korgoraths that are all, <laughs> you know, doing, like, some mummy dance, and it's just... Oh, it's irritating. Now, I did I did exactly what you said, and I painted mine. All of mine are different colors. Like, one's got greenish skin, purple skin, pink skin, per, you know, red skin, all that. But they're still the same fucking model. Like, it's, it's, extremely, it's extremely obvious that they're the same model. Now, obviously, they don't have weapon options or whatever, but I'm shocked they've never released an actual kit for that. No. Yeah, that is surprising they haven't done a new kit for it but i guess there is no weapon option so why would they even bother yeah i mean unless they gave it weapon options like you could have two of the claws that shoot or, or whatever whatever it is that shoots there it's got a pistol of some sort it's got the the hooks on the back is that what shoots? i think i think that's what shoots it's uh tentacles bone tentacles that come out oh yeah 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 so i mean if you could i mean they could give it 
but I guess it's, there's no point. Maybe Korgraths aren't. That's one of the things that often makes me wonder is when they don't update models like that, are they just not popular? Like they're not well-selling models, so they're not going to invest the time and effort into, you know, making them better. It makes me wonder. That's probably what it is. But I like Korgraths. I mean, I know they're not like hyper competitive, but they're they're not bad. And they're basically like AOS Dreadnoughts, basically. And it's ironic because they're practically in the same exact pose as that Dark Vengeance Dreadnought with his, his one arm up and his one arm out. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like... And, and Would there be any economic reason they don't want people kit bashing? Or is it just laziness on their part to make them monopose? Because it certainly does... What? Well, I think you have either mentioned it here or somewhere else about uh, people selling bits. Uh-huh. They're trying to uh, g- cut that out. And and that very well might maybe, maybe because you really... I mean, you still have bits if you buy the whole set. But if it's monopose, the bits are part of the arm or part of the whatever. So you really think they would go to all that? Tr- Maybe. Maybe they would go to all that trouble. Yeah, who knows? What's weird, though, is I don't know why they hated bits anyway as a secondary market. Because clearly the people selling the bits had to buy the box. like that. They, they already bought the product. So, I mean, I guess they don't want someone else profiting off that. But really, I mean... Uh, what what is an independent retailer except someone that's profiting off of your product? They buy your product and they resell it. A bit seller buys your product, breaks it up, and resells it. Like, I don't I don't really see the big deal with that, but I'd be willing to bet. Remember when Age of Sigmar came out? That was around the time where they shut down all the bit sellers online, and they um, for a time they wouldn't allow online carts for stores and all that bullshit. Um, you might be onto something. That might be them trying to cut down on bit sellers, but I'm still baffled as to how that could actually harm their bottom line because, I mean, these bit sellers aren't stealing product and then selling it. Like, they're buying it from GW. So, but you, I think that might be the only the only answer because when they made things that were multi, multi-pose, you had all these different weapon options like a hand with a hammer on it and all that i can't think of any new models i've bought that have weapon options i don't really think you get weapon options anymore do you i mean i haven't bought the new havoc kit you have that though don't you yeah yeah they have weapon options for that so they're just like the old weapon options where there's like a hand on the gun and then you glue it to the arm, or is the arm also part of it? How does that work? I think it's a part of it as well. There's, you know, the if you're doing a heavy bolter, it's this. If you're doing a multi-melter, it's this. With the arm included? I think so. Hmm. Although I still don't... I don't know how that would really combat the bits people. I don't know. It just seems like... It seems like there is some sort of design behind this where they're like, oh, let's do monopose for a reason. And the only thing I can think of is that it would be for the anti-bit sellers. But also, you know, with with corporations constantly wanting to cut their costs and things like that, GW, it does save them time and money to not cut it up and design it in a way 
they essentially design the way the model's gonna look and then only break it up enough to put it on a sprue. They don't have to worry about designing the model to look a certain way and also to make it monopose. And if nobody is complaining about it, except for me, apparently, then what's the harm in it, I guess? Well, ultimately, the monopose, you say the monopose does not bother you at all. It doesn't really bother me. Uh, I don't like it. And any any chance I get, if I have to have two of the same thing, like you said, I paint it different, or I, I will hack off an arm and reposition it or whatever. But then you got to green stuff it, and it's just a real bitch. I, I really wish they would go the extra mile. Although I do have one problem with that is the uh, what the way you assemble it together. Uh, in the old way, there was, you know, the uh, front half of the uh, torso and the back half, and then usually there's like a, a little peg mm-hmm. that you would fit the head in, or they just leave a space so you can turn them or whatever. But now it's like a peg... That goes below it, below the uh, top. So you got to try and like squeeze the head in. And now that they're trying to go with, uh, you don't have to use glue at all. It's even harder because then you have to like balance the head in that little crack, and then try and squeeze the the torso together. Uh-huh. So uh, and try and keep it tight in there. And most, I've had a couple times where the head will turn, like his head will turn all the way around and look <laughs> at his back, or just pop off. And then. Uh, the Necron Warriors, you know, they're the ball goes into their um, like inside their chest, and then you close the chest that way. Oh, really? Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and I've had a couple of them pop out while I'm trying to put it together. Oh, that's such a bitch. So there are some pains to that. Whereas if you know they had it where you customize them, uh, like the Necron Warriors, the old ones was just a ball, I believe, and yeah. you could just move it up and down as you like. That's interesting. I did notice that some of my Stormcast stuff, they have like a weird wedge-shaped neck, and it fits in the wedge-shaped slot between the front and back of the torso. Yeah. And that was really pissing me off. I remember that. Or what about, have you ever done that where you glue it together, and you thought that, like, let's say the head went after, and then you realize, oh shit, now i got to cut this peg off and glue the head? Yes, I've done that <laughs> several times. Yeah, I guess it's not game-breaking. I guess you're right that it's not a big deal. But like I said, if you're buying multiple sets of something, especially big things, I think it's even worse with the Hellbrood or the um, the uh, uh, Korgorath, where it's something big and obvious. You know, the reason why the Carnifex kit looks so good is because they're all ball and socket. Like, you can you can put their scythe and, tag, scythe and talons however you want. You can put, you know, and they have options as well, but they're not put in a way actually all the tyranid stuff i don't know of anything that's tyranid that's monopose not yet yeah not yet although they haven't had any new models man the last time they got new models was like that um malanthrope not malanthrope the toxicrine toxicrine and maliceptor and the harpy and all that and then the broodlord and the broodlord patriarch oh for gene stealer cult yeah that is monopose yeah. But um, were the Toxicrin and all that, was that before Age of Sigmar? It was right around the 10th. Ta- it was like 6th edition, 6th or 7th? 2013. Oh, so it was. It was before yeah. Age of Sigmar. Okay. Because that's one thing I like about all the Gene Se- the Tyranid stuff, except for the Broodlord now that you point that out. Um, all of that is customizable except for... 
Oh, what about the, uh, you know, one new model set was the uh, Zoanthropes, but I think they are mono monopose. I have no idea. Oh, okay. We'd have to ask Elijah about that. He's bought a bunch of them. But anyway, I feel like it's slightly lazy on their part, and maybe it's vindictive against the bit sellers. I mean, that's a possibility, but I just, I kind of wish that we would go back to being able to add different options and not have all of our characters the exact same pose. The only argument I would have against that, of what I just said, is that it is kind of nice to instantly recognize, like, at a tournament or at a, a gaming group, whatever, if all the characters have a particular pose, you can, at a glance, just by their profile, tell what they are. Yeah. So if you've got a Dark Apostle, I've got a Dark Apostle, I can just glance across the board and I go, oh, that's a Dark Apostle. I don't have to worry about, like, hey, what's that random model you got there? And then you're like, oh, it's a Dark Apostle, and i got to remember it. And so... I just wish it was a little more Kit Bash friendly, but I guess I'm the only one that cares about that. So, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, th thanks for being on, just James. No problem, dude. We will see you next week, and thank you for GameAt.eu for supporting the show and all of our beautiful, sexy, good-smelling patrons. <laughs>